Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. It is so great to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm good, actually. Why not? I'm good. I feel good. (laughs) I am very excited to dive into our conversation. But before we do, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Isawa Tuz. I'm a French uh, Olympian. I've started fencing. I was seven years old. I come from a small uh, French island called Guadeloupe. And I was about to go to my third Olympic Games in Tokyo. I want to make sure that we talk about the Olympic Games being moved around because of COVID-19 and what that means for you as an athlete, but also as a woman who is in the sport and learning how to, and training rather for such a big time in your career. So how has that been for you to have things shift around? And what are you doing during this time of COVID-19 to train and also find new ways to take care of yourself? Yeah, I think um, the Olympic being postponed, like it brings a lot of uncertainty for us because um, we used to have such a like a routine. We're really disciplined athletes, so we used to like train three times a day, and right now we cannot. So I've been at the beginning uh, a little bit emotional about it, and I felt like I was trying to keep the motivation and keep the same rhythm at the beginning, and then I just like slowly kind of let it go and find more serenity and I'm more zen about it right now. I do feel like sports is not a priority because um, it's a global pandemic. It's touching everyone and it's a time maybe to reflect and do other things. So for me right now, I keep the physical training to be sane in my mind, to stay healthy, but not necessarily I like as a intense training and looking for performance, just more for myself. And next to that, I do simple stuff to relax and to just see the positive side of the situation I would say I keep having sessions with my psychologist who helped me a lot which helped me a lot uh, mentally to go through this uh, period and I just yeah take time for myself to other projects that I postponed <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't have time going to the Olympic Games so I kind of do other things I really love how you said that you're you're still trying to find the good and the positive in this time, especially as someone who has been training for so long for this very special moment. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your self-care routine a little more, especially as an athlete, but also as someone now who is just, it sounds like to me that you're just kind of going with the flow and finding new ways to lean into your self-care practice and to be supported by your therapist. So can you talk a little more about what self-care looks like for you as of now, as far as like the other projects that you may be doing to um, ease your mind and also how how you are deciding that, you know, I'm going to make today a good day, even though things in my life have shifted and changed. Yeah, I think, you know, as an athlete, most of the time we think that we have to take care only of our body because it's our tool. Mm. Um, it's our like things to salvage up just to be physical. But the mindset is really important. And this is something I understood late in my uh, athlete career. And that changed a lot of things for me. So it's just about more like knowing myself better, I would say. And just to listen to how I feel, to accept my emotions, to just understand that sometimes I'm not feeling good and that's okay. It just 
to understand why and what are the steps that I need to do to just feel uh, better. And, you know, we always try to just be the best version of ourselves. In, in sport, it's the same. We just like not trying. Of course, you're trying to be the best in the world, but it's because you're going to be the best version that you, you can be. Mm-hmm. I think like right now, what I do is just like to find a little routine, but to adapt myself, I think the best quality of an athlete is to be able to be flexible and to adapt yourself to any kind of difficulties and situations. So I try to, to do that right now. And just to be gentle with myself, actually, I cannot do everything I, I used to do. You know, I cannot train three times a day. I don't have a gym. I don't have the material. So I just like let go of everything that I cannot control and try to just center myself and to think of myself and just to do things that I can do and understand that already staying at home, it's good for the world, you know, and to be gentle with myself if I cannot do everything I want to do. And I kind of try to nourish myself in another way to find ways to nourish my soul because I don't have the spot right now. So for sure in the morning, I wake up, I take breakfast, I relax and then I do a little sport, but it's just really to feel good about myself, but not like a job. And then I try to do other stuff. It's a project that I wanted to do for a long time. It's on my social media. I'm interviewing um, other female athletes because I still think that right now that women's sports is not visible enough. We don't talk about it enough and it, there is a lack of recognition. So I'm trying just like to communicate about things that I like and that's helped me to, um, to feel good about myself, yeah. I love how you mentioned being flexible and also (laughs) being gentle and kind with yourself because really almost everything we do in life requires us to have some sort of flexibility, specifically when things don't go the way that we plan, be it in our careers, be it in love, be it in different relationships, what have you. And I love that note about flexibility. That's extremely important. So to shift gears a little bit, it's super amazing to hear that you are interviewing other women athletes. So that leads me to my next question, which is what have you learned about community and sisterhood on and off the mat and how has it shaped you I would say that uh, it's been a process because uh, when I entered in sport, I'm in a combat sport, I'm doing fencing. So it's a really competitive world and a masculine world. So you kind of enter and maybe take the masculine codes that they are in the world. And then maybe you learn that's not like you work as a woman. And I've been training with a lot of women. And at the beginning, when I was younger, there was like this competitive stuff. And maybe like we were fighting for no reasons and things like that. And because also it's a world that there are a lot of male coach. They don't know how to handle women sometimes. So we've I've learned to deal with that with myself and to understand that it's really better to support each other and to lift each other up than to fight with each other because this is what they expect from us. And this is not what, I mean, authority is not something that exists so much. Like fraternity, we expect men to hang out with each other and maybe not with um, female athletes. Mm. And something that I'm trying to change in sport, like we should be able to support each other. And I think we are better when we support each other and otherwise we just stay in a world that we are not seen and we cannot wait for them to um to understand that we need to be the same to feel good about ourselves and to support each other and to 
lift each other up. So it has to start with us. So it's what I'm trying to do. And like, just like to say, yeah, these women athletes that inspire me. I've met so many women athletes that we talk so much and we realize that we have the same challenges as mm. women. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what's important. Like I had this live with um, Estelle Mosseli, which is like Olympic champion. And she was talking about the challenges that she went through when she um, was pregnant and then she had a baby and then she tried to go back to high level. And so now she's trying to help other women to go to these things because nothing is set up in our system to help women who want to have a baby and, and go back to high level. So this is things like that you learn and like you help each other to go through these challenges that touch everyone. And that's been actually really good to just try to create this community of strong women athletes and to see that uh, we are stronger together. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. To switch gears a little bit, I want to learn about how you fell in love with fencing and what it's taught you about discipline on and off the mat. So yeah, I think uh, I started fencing, as I said, like in my island. I was mm-hmm. seven years old. I've never thought that I would be where I am today, but I know that I was really passionate with the sport and I loved uh, just the game of it. And um, it's just like, I wanted to be the best. I love competition. I wanted to to always grow through the sport. And I think this is what sport brought to my life is this, um, this will to always try to push myself, to challenge myself and to be the best that I can be. And so so I left my island. I was young. I was 17 years old. And everything, every step that I took was to be good at an international level. So then I integrated this um, national center with all the best Olympic athletes. And I've been to my to the Olympic Games. And then I decided to leave the system and to train on my own, to choose my coaches, to choose my own team. So I trained in America, I trained in Italy. I discovered so many cultures and so many countries. So it's been a really rich experience and it's just like maybe the woman that I am today. It's a lot of resilience. Most of the time we think that it's always uh, winning because we always talk about the athletes when they win. Mm. I had a lot of world medals, but I would never be there without the failures and the mistakes and Mm. the learning that I had from these experiences. So it taught me to never give up and Mm. to believe in myself. I love how you said that a lot of times we are only seeing athletes in the limelight kind of, you know, when they win, right? So Mm -hmm. in your moments of loss and failure or missteps, what have you learned about number one, staying confident, even when you don't win, be it on or off the mat? And number two, what is that showing you about self-belief and self-trust that you can always get up and try again the next time? Yeah, I think the first thing is like to accept that it's okay to fail. Mm. Um, most of the time we think that when someone say no, you, it means that you can't. When you fail, it means that you cannot do it after that. And most of the time people give up just before the final line. It's um, so many times I wanted to quit, but it was okay. I think after my Olympic Games in, uh, in Rio, I finished fifth. It was my second Olympic Games and I really believe that I would have the medals this time. So I was, I kind of like had this period. I was depressed. I think 
think it's also okay to go to an introspection uh, period and to try to understand why you're doing things. So I was there and then I changed stuff, you know, the most, I think as an athlete, you learn to analyze why you lose. This mm. is the most important part of being an athlete. You have to understand why you lose. It's okay to be sad. It means that you care. It's normal. I think accepting emotions is important because as female athletes, like, oh, are you emotional? Yeah, we're emotional because we care. And mm. men too are emotional in their own ways. So then you analyze why you lose. That's the most important and what you can do to be better, to fix. And that's the process and it takes time. And everyone has to go to their own journey and to do it their own way. I believe, I do believe in that, to do it your own way and to not stop when someone tells you you cannot. What have you learned being an Olympic athlete about what you can do and what is possible, specifically as a woman and as a woman of color in this sport and in this space? For me, you can do everything you want. This is what I learned. I mean, I surprised many people. People always have an opinion if you can, if you cannot. And actually always drove me when someone told me, no, <laughs> that's something for sure. And every time someone said to me, like, you cannot, it's just like, oh my God, I'm going to just prove to you that I can do it. Yeah, it's, the sports is really a world that allows me to express myself. It hasn't been easy. For sure, it's like difficult. You have to work really hard. It's through challenges that you realize that you actually can do it. Before doing it, you don't know. And mm. it's a lot of doubts. Maybe can I do this? Like, And the only thing is to learn through actions. And sports made me realize that. Take the first step to try, just to try it. And if it doesn't work well, there are other ways to succeed and to figure it out. But you always learn something from it. But yeah, it's like a lot of up and down, a lot of um, work. And the most important to be well surrounded and to really believe in yourself. But like you believe in yourself if you know that what you've done is everything that you could give to it, like to have no regrets. Like sometimes you can make mistakes, that's okay. You don't always do the right things, but it's always to try to, to fix it and to understand, I think. No, that's beautiful. So before we wrap up, I like to ask this question sometimes to our guests. What would you tell your younger self if she was listening to this episode today? Uh, it's funny because when they say that, I actually think that I would like her to talk to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and just to remind me, yeah, the fun, it's fun. Life is fun. Sport is fun. And yeah, sometimes we put pressure on ourselves and we want to succeed, which is good. I like the kind of like the adult mode that I have now. I know that I have responsibilities and I don't do it like as a child. But I also like like when I was a child and I was naive and I was just like having fun. So sometimes it's good to keep that child inside you yeah enjoy the things and yeah to remind you that it's like i think it's important to be happy to perform you know it's mm -hmm. important to be happy to be the best version of yourself it's not always good to sacrifices and like always being hard on yourself and like it's not healthy in the long term and the kids know that so yes i have nothing to say to this kid she was happy she was doing her best and that's what the most important is in life to just do it Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.